everyone. Welcome to or welcome back to the Simply Self Love podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Caitlin. So today we have Emily Rose from the Uncensored Self podcast here today. I'm really excited to talk all about mindset shifts, personal growth. So thank you for coming on the show, Emily. Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. And I'm so excited to be with everyone listening. Um, hope your day is getting off to a wonderful start wherever you are. As Sarah mentioned, my name is Emily. I am the host of the Uncensored Self podcast, which now is shifting into a life coaching platform because I am also a certified professional life coach. So I'm making way for some space for those things to happen over there. I'm also a registered nurse, a normal 24-year-old girl, and just a lover of all things, including the beauty that is instilled in us. And I'm so excited to be here and talking about how we can just grow to love ourselves more deeply. Thank you so much. I didn't know you were a registered nurse. I am too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really I feel like yeah. we're everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, right. That's really interesting. I love that. Um, So I guess, yeah, we'll just jump into the questions. When I was brainstorming kind of what I wanted to ask you, I definitely got like more questions about personal growth and kind of how you rediscovered yourself. Um, I know you have a faith-based podcast as well, so I would love to hear your story with that. Um, So I'm just going to jump into the questions I have. So the first one is, what were the biggest challenges you faced during your self-discovery process? Okay, good question. Um, I think maybe I'll just start by prefacing it with a little bit of my backstory. Um, So I, throughout high school and early college, I was someone who was very codependent. I was really into people-pleasing. That was my thing. I just wanted to make everyone around me happy. I didn't really have a sense of fulfillment outside of like relationships with a boy. And that's where I really just found my worth and my identity was always with someone like Um, you know, even into college, like people would do the whole hooking up things. Like I just, I was always with boyfriends, like trying to find my worth there, just really trying to latch onto someone and like find my identity um, in being with someone. Cause I thought that that would make me feel, I guess, in turn better about myself. But lo and behold, that did not work. (laughs) Um, It never works. And sophomore year of college, I kind of came to like a rock bottom point. um, And I had this relationship that was really toxic on like both ends. It ended. My world came crashing down. I had like a lot of relationships and like other aspects that needed fixing. And it's just my everything underneath me was just completely shaken. And that is when really my faith started to come into play because I was desperately crying out for help, um, just trying to find any God that would help me. And um, the God that found me, his name is Jesus. And that's a little bit of like where my faith lies. But ultimately, it's really just been a restoration process of just coming back to who God made me to be at my core, aside from partnership with anybody else, aside from pleasing anybody else, just ultimately using what he has given me to just be a light in this world and to love on myself too. I'll jump into like a little bit of scripture. I won't I won't say too much, but um I think, I don't know if anyone is familiar with, especially if you grew up um, in the Christian faith, is we're called to love others as ourself. And I just, I've always seen this thing on Pinterest and Visco and, you know, these little snippets that say like, okay, then I guess we have to step back and measure how much do we love ourselves if that's the measurement that we're called to love by. So um, had to take a hard look in the mirror and change up a bunch of my habits and my routines. So that was probably the hardest part in my rediscovery process. Um, the biggest challenge was being okay with change because also being in relationships like that, like constantly tied down and just trying to please people like I was not good with change at all and I tried to keep things very regimented and very fixed and that didn't provide for a lot of growth so I think the biggest challenge was definitely 
letting that go and being open to different things and new perspectives and just changing things and like understanding that I can change things about myself that I may not necessarily like about myself, but it doesn't make me a bad person. doesn't make me hate myself. just means that I'm recognizing that there's a better way. Um, and just flipping my perspective and seeing that change is good and it's not a bad thing all the time. Totally agree with you on the change aspect. And like, I feel like even to, to this day, I still have a hard time accepting change in my life. But yeah, you got to kind of flip that narrative. And, you know, if you believe in, in God, then let God take that because he knows the path that you're going to go on and you kind of just have to trust in that. Like my audience, I'm not really sure like their religious background or anything like that. I grew up Christian, um, but I kind of fell away from it um, just through lots of different things that kind of happened in my life, but I'm trying to slowly relearn and and re-get that faith back. So this is kind of why I wanted you on here as well, just for me and for any listener who's listening and kind of wants to get that perspective. So thank you for sharing that. And yeah, it's really powerful um, in yourself as well. Once you kind of realize you are capable to do things on your own and not be so dependent on like someone else, for example. So whether that's a boyfriend or or a man figure or even a friendship. Yeah, it's really it's really powerful and inspiring once you kind of find that. So thanks for sharing that. Of course. Yeah. And dependency, I think also codependency comes in a lot of different forms. Like you said, other relationships like friendships or anything, but it can also come in the form of like, you know, our habits and the things that we turn to. Um, so I mean, whether that's excessively because too much of anything is not always healthy for us. So it could be like, you know, excessively studying and putting your worth in academics or, you know, I mean, I I was never a super crazy partier, but like there was a time where like I could not go out with my friend. Like I was just always, you know, who could have the most shots and, and I thought I was having so much fun, but it's like, and I'm not like if you're doing it and you love it, like I'm not telling you to change, but when you evaluate yourself and your own life and you take a hard look at, okay, what is this bringing me? Um, and if you find that certain things in your life are bringing you more detriment, if that's a word in a, <laughs> or detrimental, I don't know if detriment is a word, it probably is. Um, but if it's bringing more harm than good, um, that's when I think you have to be open to change and just letting things go because there is a higher way. And when we answer that call, your entire world is turned upside down in the best way possible. Yeah, totally. Like I definitely believe that there's a higher power and um, God or, or the high, higher power that you believe in is has a path for you and you just got to trust in that and we're just humans like um you know like we think we know everything but we really don't <laughs> and I feel like I've definitely been in situations where I've been really like codependent on um for example a few years ago I was um really into going to the gym and working out but it became such an obsession for me that it was so unhealthy and I really did lose myself through that process so just like kind of taking a step back and being like, okay, you know what, this is not good for me um, physically, mentally, anything like that. I need to take a step back and kind of reevaluate, like maybe putting a little bit more balance into my life. Um, so yeah, and just trusting in, you know, the higher power and and what I truly feel in that moment. And I, I knew deep in my core, like this isn't healthy. So I had to take a step back and find something else. And that's when I kind of found yoga. And I really enjoy yoga because I find, you know, it is a workout for 
my physical body but also my mental health and it just kind of relaxes me as well so yeah that's interesting that you say that um because I think another challenge that it, it comes to mind is I think sometimes we can be addicted to our pain and being able to like let that go and say that okay like I've been doing it this way for so long but obviously that's not working for me because all these other things are happening that you know aren't adding to my life they're making it harder um just being like having that understanding of like life is meant to be celebrated it's meant to be enjoyed like we have all this abundance and like again aligning with my faith like um Jesus tells us that he's come to give us life and give it abundantly so it's like we're supposed to have an ease on earth we're not supposed to, it's not going to be easy um because obviously we're in a fallen world right there's so much <laughs> that could go wrong there's so much to complain about but there's also so much that can bring us joy me personally like I had to be like okay I'm making this harder for myself than it needs to be like obviously there's going to be situations where I'm going to have heavy feelings I'm going to have to sit with them I'm going to have to talk to people about them but on a daily basis if you're contributing if you're the only person contributing to your own torment then it's okay to say, okay, this pain isn't for me. Like I can lay this down. Um, it doesn't have to be something I have to latch onto. Like I can let it flow and I can, I can let it go. Totally. And I feel like sometimes when you're in that negative mindset and, you know, you feel like everything is just going wrong for you again. Yeah. You, you latch onto those feelings and you're like, I would rather feel this than nothing at all. And I feel like that is really sad. And also that's kind of where faith comes in, like believing that there is something to look forward to and kind of get you out of that. Because, yeah, I mean, if you're in this negative headspace, it is hard to get out. But at the same time, like you can change your mindset and you're not going to be stuck in the situation forever. If you really believe that you can get out of it, you can. Um, so yeah, thank you for sharing all of that. <laughs> of course. Thank you too. Yeah. Feelings are never forever. They're only temporary. No, exactly. No, even if it feels like it's the end of the world, it, it will pass. <laughs> um, do you have any like specific techniques or routines that have helped you become more self-aware? I know you kind of mentioned like some routines and some habits aren't the best, but do you have any that you truly believe that is bettering you? Yeah. So I also think this is definitely a learning process because you have to find what works for you um, and what fits into your life personally because everyone's at a different space and there's different things going on and we have different career paths and friends and family lives. Um, so it's definitely a learning curve about what molds best into your life. Um and also understanding that those things are also going to change because as your life changes and progresses, especially if you're in that um, like late teen, early 20 student range, like um, I'm sure even, you know, like going through nursing school, like just you're like you're home, you're away, you're at school, you're doing this, you have an easy semester, a hard semester. Um, so just finding what works for you and then being able to adapt as life presents itself in different situations. But um one of the constants that I found so much peace in is <laughs> here I go again, reading my Bible um, because it's just like a daily constant. And if you can find one thing that is a daily constant for you um, that you do, regardless of how you feel, regardless of where you are, like I take my Bible with me on vacation, just something that can be your daily constant that you can always do, then commit to that and make sure it happens. And 
it's important that this thing doesn't have, you know, too much of a, too much of a demand. So if you make a commitment, okay, I'm going to go on a walk every single day. Okay. Well, when, what if one day it's like snowstorming and like, that's supposed to be your peace and like, you can't go outside. Then like all of a sudden your foundation is shaken and your peace is wrecked. So you have to find something that's attainable to do every single day. For me, it's reading my scripture. Um, and just dedicate like 10 minutes. That's really all you need. And make sure it's the first thing you do in the morning or the last thing you do before you go to bed because then it's like you're starting with a clean slate or you're ending with an empty mind. Um, but other things that I love to do, I am I listen to podcasts all the time. I love to read self-help books, but also that's just me. Some people make that makes themselves feel worse. So like listen to funny podcasts and read novels then, you know what I mean? Um, and just being able to have like a lot of different hobbies and things that you introduce into your life to find really what it is that you enjoy. Um, and you're never going to know that you enjoy them unless you try them. So I just encourage everyone to go for a lot of different types of things. Ask people if they if you can join them on different workout classes or different things that they go to and just really try to find connection within your community um, in addition to having the things that you do in solidarity too. Yeah, totally. I love that. Um Something for me that I do and I've kind of like am in implementing this more into a routine into 2024 is um, journaling and <clears throat> I have like specific types of journaling I like to do. So in the morning, I do like a gratitude practice kind of journaling and then before I go to bed, I just kind of brain dump and write everything that comes to mind and, you know, just look at it and don't be judgmental about what is coming to my mind when I'm writing down just to kind of get all my thoughts onto paper so that I'm able to go to bed again with an empty mind like you said. So yeah, I think it's really important to just kind of find those things that you can do every day even if it's like for five minutes because I don't take like a long time to journal. It's kind of like five to ten minutes depending on the day. Um, and yeah, just try different things. Like there's so many things you could do like doing puzzles or like reading like you said even like I just got a self-help book. I haven't started it yet, but Atomic Habits. Um, so I'm gonna Oh, I've been wanting to read Yeah, <laughs> I know. I got it for Christmas. I'm going to be reading that soon. But even just like reading whatever books, like I, I also like to read as well. So just, yeah, something that you can do and that's attainable. Because like you said, I mean, I live also in a place where it's snowing, so I can't really like go for a walk every day. Um, so yeah, just something that's attainable. And even – like for yoga, for example, I really enjoy that, but it's not something I I believe I can do every day. So that's not kind of the thing I I um I focus on every day. Like I'll do it maybe three times a week. But yeah, just finding like something small that you can do um, when you wake up or go to bed and something that you can be consistent with is really important for me as well and kind of rediscovering who I am. Yeah. And I love how you said about the journaling too, that you try not to be judgmental towards what comes to your mind. Um, and I think that's so important to remember and something that we can easily lose sight of because we're like, oh, well, like I shouldn't be feeling that way. Why am I feeling that way? Oh, like I'm such, I'm so annoying. Like why are my thoughts thinking this? I shouldn't be thinking, but it's in you anyway. So it's fine. And all of our feelings can teach us something, but they don't have to lead us. So it's not like we have to avoid it being like, oh, if I feel that way, it's going to lead me down this path that I don't want to be like, no, it's fine. Like, we don't have to choose. We don't have to let our feelings lead us, but they do teach us things and they teach us where we're at and they help us self-reflect, which I think is really important in the discovery process. Um, so I, I love that you mentioned that because journaling can be intimidating for that very reason. I think a lot of people don't want to face how they feel. Mm -hmm. um, but then when we don't face how we feel, then our perception of things get skewed. So I love that you mentioned that. And I think it's really important to just 
continue to work everything out because it's within you anyways. Totally. I feel like um, I've started to realize that becoming the best version of yourself and kind of like this, it's almost like a trend now, I feel like, like bettering you and stuff. It's really comes down to you at the core and you know, you can do these little things like drink your green juice and whatever it is. But at the end of the day, like really, if you want to truly get to to find your better version of yourself, it's doing that deep diving and like not being judgmental and kind of just reflecting on everything that that comes to your head because you can grow that way um, when you look at your thoughts and don't come at them with with judgment and if it's something you want to change, then make that change. But being okay with where you are at this moment and reminding yourself that you can grow and and things will change if you put in the work. So there's um a quote from Craig Rochelle who um he has this leadership podcast and he's also um a well, pretty well known pastor. Um if you're in if you're in the world of like listening to sermons, um and. I think he's excellent. I think everything he says is awesome, but <laughs> so I might be a little, my, you know, I have a, um, oh my gosh, what is it called? Bias? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that. <laughs> I might be a little biased because I do really like everything he says, but he says this, this one quote I heard on his podcast, he says it several times, you do what you do because of what you think of you. So like you said, like you can drink your, your green juices, you can go to the workout classes, you can go on walks, but if you're not doing it from a place of love and empathy for yourself and just meeting yourself where you're at and like allowing yourself to feel all that you have and allowing yourself to bloom where you're truly planted then not that it's going to be for nothing because I also think you know the more that we do things that then we can change but also then if that's the only reason why you're doing it is just to like do it just to do it because you think that that's going to be the thing that helps you then it's going to end up failing you you're going to end up coming up empty running dry and it's going to end up falling off because you don't actually feel good about yourself internally. So the external things, they're not going to stick around for very long. So yeah, I just think it's important to get your heart right and get your mind right and just come at yourself with love um, and just meet yourself where you are with no judgment just so that you can change how your brain works so that it's then easier or more enjoyable to show up in the habits that, you know, might need a little more of an to get started with. Yeah, you. that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, how do I articulate this? But you said it perfectly. So thank you, because that's exactly what I was thinking. It just reminded me so much of that quote. So I, I had to add it. I love that quote. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that with me. Um, I guess like, we'll jump into more self-compassion. So how has practicing self-compassion been a part of your self-discovery journey? I know you kind of have talked about um, not being judgmental and coming at yourself with love. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, so that is ultimately, ultimately the biggest part because when we make decisions from a place of anger towards ourself or judgment or any of those negative by association um, feelings, um, we end up making decisions that are not actually best for us in the long run, which I also think is why a lot of the times we can have a, lo- a hard time with forgiving ourselves because we look back at our past mistakes. Um, so like in present time when we're saying, okay, I have a choice. I need to make a choice to grow and change because I don't like the way things are going and I need to love myself more. But I have this thing weighing me down. If we're only looking at the thing weighing us down with, you know, how could I have done that? I'm so stupid. I derailed my entire life. No one's going to love me based off thing. 
we're setting ourselves up for failure because we're automatically turned towards that direction that was behind us and our heart posture is just, you know, not towards the right things. Whereas if we approach it with a sense of love and forgiveness and say, I did the best that I could at the time with the knowledge that I had, um, I know better now. Because I also think we can say things like, oh, well, I did know better and I made the choice to do it anyways. But I just believe that if we truly did know better, then we wouldn't have done it because that's what you would do now. I don't know if the timeline is being painted well in your mind right now. Um, But I just think that using self-compassion towards our past really helps us use compassion towards our future. Um, Because if you're letting the things from the past weigh you down, you're not going to be able to run as far towards, you know, the you that you want to become because you have all this baggage. So when you finally release it and you let it go and you have compassion towards who you are in this moment and who you were in the moment before that, um, you're going to be able to have more compassion towards the yous that are to come. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. I was trying to like imagine it. I was like, I don't know if like my mind is like painting the right picture, but yeah. No, no, that makes total sense. I love like the word forgiveness and you know, forgiving myself too has been kind of something I've been trying to navigate and work towards because, you know, obviously like there's things in the past that you're not proud of, but you have to, um, like what you said, um, come at it with, with compassion and just remind yourself that that was in the past and today is today and you have to forgive yourself for everything that's happened in the past because Jesus has forgiven Um, and so we need to learn how to forgive ourselves and forgive others as well. I think forgiving others, even when they have done you wrong is something really powerful and allows you to be okay with the present moment and to move forward. You don't have to forget, but you can forgive. Yeah. And I think that's also really important. The part that you spoke on about forgiving other people, because, I know it's like a really big thing to like want closure from a situation or want closure from a person or be like, I don't understand how this thing happened. It just like fell apart of the seams and I didn't really even get to say my piece or talk about it or like be talk to the other person about it. Um, Again, whether that be a friendship or a romantic relationship um, and just having the ability to let that go and forgive anyways for your own heart and your own health because forgiveness or unforgiveness rather, I would say in this day is like an epidemic almost because it it derails your health. And I'm like a science nerd. <laughs> There's the nurse in me. So like I have read books on it and like it is just crazy what like a bitter, unforgiving heart can do to your physical, mental, physical health and mental well-being. And, you know, I mean, other to others and to yourself in the same way, but just especially with others, I think it might be harder to forgive them other than yourself. Or sometimes for other people, it might be the other way around, but you don't have to need closure on a situation. You don't have to need to talk about it. You don't have to need to say your piece. Like that is what your journal is for. That is what the Lord is for. Like it is safe to bring all of these, especially in my faith, like understanding that it is like God wants to know my feelings because I mean, spoiler alert, he knows them anyways. Um, Like it is safe to bring those things before God. And it is safe to put those things onto paper if journaling's your like your thing or whoever you want to give it up to. Like, I mean, giving everything up to Jesus has really just transformed my life because he always answers with like, 
okay, I know you're feeling this and I'm here to comfort you. And when you're ready, I have something better to give you instead. And you're really just able to walk away from situations knowing that the Lord is fighting for you and that you don't have to defend yourself to anyone, even to past versions of myself. Like we don't have to prove anything. We're just here to exist and to live a peaceful life and to it. Like, you know what I mean? We don't have to make things harder than they have to be. And one of the things that we do making our life one thing, one way, one sure way that you will make your life harder than it has to be is waiting on somebody for something, like waiting on an apology, waiting on closure. Just we can release it right here and now. It's hard, but it's an option. I feel like if once you forgive other people from your past, you're able to put in love into your future relationships because I feel like a lot of the times, especially nowadays, like if you're in a relationship and something negative happens, you know, say they cheat on you or something like that, you're going to, if you don't forgive them and like move forward, you're just going to take that hurt with you and it's going to come into, um, you know, jealousy and you're not going to trust your next partner because you have that those feelings and those emotions still attached to you. So just releasing and forgiving that person will allow you to move forward and to love in your next relationships, to love yourself because you're okay with being by yourself as well. So I think that's also something really powerful to touch on. Yeah. That hurt is just going to keep showing up in other forms. Like it's, it's always going to find us because it's within us if we don't let it go. Um, there's no, I'm a quote girl, but I don't know who said it. It was just like a Pinterest that I saw, but it says let go or be dragged. And I think it's really powerful because it just paints this picture of like, it will, whatever your thing is that you need to forgive yourself for, like it will always follow you around if you, if you let it even like towards other people. I know like how you mentioned cheating or like even just towards yourself, like when you made decisions that you wouldn't, like you're always going to be walking with that mindset then like let yourself be called higher let yourself change and evolve. It's safe to do that. Yeah, totally. I love that. Um, what advice would you give to our listeners today struggling with self-acceptance? Okay. Um, I'm going to not alter this question a little bit, but I'm, my answer is kind of going to maybe come in a way that is surprising. So I think it's okay that we don't accept ourselves. And I say that because I think love and respect should be chosen over self-acceptance because um, I think when we say, okay, I'm going to accept myself as I am, if you're not happy with it, then you're teaching yourself that it's okay to settle. And it might feel comfortable, but if that's not the ultimate goal, then I think there's a better way to do it. And I think that's with love and respect. And Love and respect go hand in hand, but it's like you can respect someone and not love them, but you can't love someone and not respect them. So if you're looking to accept yourself, I think what you're really looking to say instead is like when you're looking in the mirror, like you don't have to say, okay, I accept myself, but you're looking into the mirror saying, I love you and I know you and I want to be for you. I want to work with you. Like I want to do this life the best that we possibly can. And that is love. But to have that love, you have to have respect. And I think respect and acceptance can be comparable comparable words. I just think respect is a better one because it means that you're going to show up for yourself um, when you say you're going to do things. And by doing that, you build trust within yourself, which builds confidence. And it also means that you're going to choose faith over feelings and you're going to choose what you need over what you want. So whatever that is, if it looks like going easy on a day because 
you really want to go hard, but you know you need to take it easy, then you're doing what you need. Or if it means like pushing yourself a little more because you know you can when you really want to go easy that day, it means doing what you need and going a little harder. Um, so I just think that if you're looking to accept yourself, I challenge you to flip the narrative to just show up with love and respect. Um, yeah, because we can't have love without respect. And I think that when we are trying to accept ourselves, we're really just looking for someone to know us and love us. And if you're trying to find that within yourself, then I think that that's where we got to lead with. Okay, I love that. I'm going to take that now. <laughs> I Yeah, self-acceptance is out the door. Just kidding. I just think that that's what we're really looking for when we, when we say that. Not that it's a bad thing to say it. I just think that that's at our core what we want. No, I love the respect, um, self-respect and self-love because – yeah, you have to respect yourself to be able to know yourself and to be able to make the changes that you want. So I think that's I love that word more. So I'm going to I'm going to use that. That's going to be my journal prompt <laughs> today. I'm going to talk about that. Um, are you able to share a few turning points that mark significant shifts in your mindset and understanding yourself? Really what happened in my mind when I started like, OK, I need to treat myself better. I need to not accept this behavior from other people. I need to treat myself with more love. I need to not feel the need to people please all the time. And then that was, you know, three, four, almost four years ago when I had that. And then every day since then, like something's come up where I'm like, okay, I gotta, you know, just constantly being called higher. Um, when I finally shifted my mindset and allowed myself to hear that voice, it was because I allowed God to give me identity and not things of the world. So for me, like I expressed, that was with boys and relationships. And I was constantly finding identity in there. I know so many people, like a lot of my friends, um, they'll be like, Emily, how do you not put your worth in? How is your worth not tied to academic successes or failures? Like, I just feel so crushed. I didn't get this opportunity or, you know, people turn to friendships. Then when they crumble, they're an absolute mess. Like, it's just, I think we are constantly searching for something to give us identity, you know, um, even like in our occupation or how many siblings we have, like, or, you know, just, we, we are just constantly being given identity by other people, but in your heart, all those things in your heart, you have to understand that all of those things of the world are fleeting, like not to be morbid, <laughs> but like when we pass away, like we're not going to take those things with us. Like the thing that's going to go with us is our soul. So that's what we have to be concerned with. And for me, just allowing God to give me identity um, because God is not someone I can see obviously with my eyes, but I know that he's here and I feel him. Um, and I know that he has changed my life because there have been instances where it's like there is no other possible way besides divine intervention in the situation. Um, and it's just allowing God to give me identity. And that's why reading my word helps a lot with that and journaling things that he tells me or journaling my, like spilling my feelings out so that then they can be traded. Um, just really just sitting with the Lord and throwing everything at the foot of his cross and just saying, I give this up to you. I give my way up to you. Um, and I allow you to fill me and not the things that are external because the things of the world, like they're either, you know, some of them are really bad, but a lot of them are really good. And we don't want to cling too hard to them because they can always be stripped from us. So just let the good things be good things, but don't let them be things that give you identity. Um, and then you're going to be able to understand yourself better because then if that thing gets taken from you, you're still going to be okay. And you're still going to have that love for yourself. Totally. And I, I really like how you touch on the identity piece because I actually, about three years ago, so like 2020 around there, so I mean, it's four years now, but <laughs> I was in a really, really dark place. Like I was trying to find, like, I didn't know who I was. And I feel like, 
like how I mentioned um, before in this podcast, I turned to overworking my body and going to the gym and just being really focused on like calorie counting and all that. I thought that like my identity was like a fitness like coach or fitness influencer. And like once I realized like this was not like this is not my calling anymore. This is not for me anymore. I felt like, okay, like who am I then? And then I started to turn into other things and I felt like I never could find myself. I felt like um, I was searching for this identity that was always there. Like I'm, I'm who I am. Like, like this is me. My identity is, is Sarah. Like I'm not, I'm not this and I'm not that. I'm, I'm, I'm Sarah and things are going to change throughout my life. And, um, yeah, so searching for identity in this world is something that I think can be really detrimental because, okay, I can say I'm a nurse, but that's not me. Like that, that's my job. So I really like how you touched on that. Yeah. I just think it's so important. Like, like you said, like you are Sarah, like that is, that is who you are and only you can really understand like that, like to its core, just like I can only understand like who Emily is to my core. Um, because also this goes hand in hand with like, if we start finding identity in the things of this world, then we're also going to be finding identity in the opinions that other people have of us. And it's like, there are so many versions of us that exist in everyone's mind. You know, whether it be we encountered a stranger on the street and we saw them once and we smiled and they didn't smile back, then you might be thinking, oh, that person's grumpy. But maybe like they just genuinely didn't see you. Or maybe you had an interaction with someone that was like the most wonderful thing in the world. Then like, um, it was like the best interaction in the world. But then like the next day, like if you run into them and they're like so nasty, your perception can flip like so fast. So if you constantly are looking for validation in like the things of it, like material things or things that you label yourself as, um, like you said, you found your identity in fitness coaching for a while, um, then you're also going to be succumb to the opinions of other people. And that is a very hard thing to escape if you're not training your mind to find validation only in I mean, I find it from the Lord or if you find it from yourself. Um, so, yeah, I just think that's I think that's a really important part. Mm-hmm, totally. And I think that's kind of where my faith is coming back into as well. It's like, OK, like I'm just a human. I really do think that there's a higher power. Like for me, I think what's the point if there isn't like, <laughs> I don't know, mm-hmm. like I've just yeah, have been, I'm with you. Yeah. Doing a lot of like just reflection on that, trusting in just a higher power, knowing that there is a path for you and you aren't yeah what people think you are or you're not your job I think God gives us the tools and the opportunities to have multiple different you know assets and enjoyments and multiple different roles so it's not like a one-size-fits-all it's not like oh I'm this I'm this person I have to be this person all the time I have to think this way all the time um so I think like, if you find your identity in one thing, like it's it's good that you're good at that and it's good that you enjoy it. But there's also room to, you know, have abundance and enjoy other types of things, too, because your identity is not rooted in it. It's just a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I love that. Well, thanks for all this. This was really a great conversation. Thanks for having me. Of course. I love this. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do another one because I really, I even learned like a lot during this conversation. Aww. So yeah, do you want to like, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Do you want to tell the audience like where they can find you? I know you said you're, was it a life coach? Is that what you mentioned? Yes, I am a certified professional life coach. Um, 
so I guess I'll just explain this really quickly. So for a, the longest time, I just had the podcast. Um, I've had it for almost three years now, but it was, I was like still in school and then I was in an accelerated nursing program. So I was just like busy, busy, busy. Um, but then I came out of nursing school and I was like, you know what? I really want to give this platform more attention because I just feel like I'm being called to. So I rebranded a little bit just in the set. The name has still always been the uncensored self, but now it is not just a podcast, but it is a platform. And eventually <laughs> I'm still figuring out what exactly in life coaching I'm called to pursue. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be like group style coaching or speaking or something. So um, if you're looking to find the services when those do come to fruition, um, as well as my podcast and I have some free guides that are available and also a merch collection up that can all be found at my website, the dash uncentered self.com, which is linked in my bio, um, in my Instagram, which is at the uncensored self and also my TikTok, which is at Emily Ziz, Z-I-Z-Z. <laughs> um, so that's where you guys can find me. And my podcast is the uncensored self podcast and it's available on all platforms wherever you listen to podcasts okay great and i'll have everything linked in the show notes as well so it's thank you so it's much easy accessible of course and i'm gonna look into your services once they kind of come out <laughs> and yeah i mean i follow your instagram page so i'll be i'll be keeping an eye out for all of that i'm really excited for you thank you Thank you so much. This is wonderful. Yeah, of course. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, um, I would love if you DM'd us and let us know. You can also leave a rating and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And yeah, I would just love to hear from you, especially if you are a new listener and you came from Emily's podcast. I would love to know. So thank you again. Thank you so much.